The Steelers' woes are owed to years of bad drafts and wasted free agent signings. No wonder the house cleaning has already begun. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers. So you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The Steelers wasted no time attempting to clean up the rather large mess left by five years worth of poor drafts and daft free agency moves. The day after Super Bowl 58, while Kansas City was celebrating and San Francisco was sulking, the Steelers were sweeping away nearly $13 million in bad contracts for a trio of failed players. There was no real reason or benefit to make the moves on quarterback Mitch Trubisky, offensive tackle Chukwuma Okafor, and punter Presley Harvin III so soon. Steelers fans can only hope the quick dispatch with which GM Omar Khan and his assistant Andy Weald banished these players is an indication of how speedily and shrewdly they plan to upgrade this roster. The pair will have their hands full, to be sure. Their predecessor, Picking Pittsburgh player personnel did them no favors. The cruel clarity of hindsight shows former Steelers GM Kevin Colbert might have had his last best draft way back in 2017. That's when the Steelers stood pat, patiently waiting to steal star linebacker T.J. Watt with the 30th pick. They went on to purloin Juju Smith-Schuster, Cam Sutton, James Conner, and Josh Dobbs in the next three rounds. All are still playing, and playing pretty well, in the NFL. Ray Fittipaldo, writing for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, correctly calls that kind of quality player hall, quote, a terrific class that can be compared to any of Colbert's best drafts, unquote. Unfortunately, things went downhill from there and fast. With Okafor's ouster, no player from Colbert's 2018 draft remains under contract for the Steelers. Now, yes, the team wants to resign quarterback Mason Rudolph, whom Colbert insisted was a first rounder that the Steelers snagged in the third round of that draft. But Rudolph says he's determined to explore his options, seeking a fresh start with a new team. And who really could blame him? The following year was even worse for Colbert and the Steelers. The GM not only squandered a first-round pick on failed linebacker Devin Bush Jr. out of Michigan, he doubled down. He traded up to pick 10 and parted with a second-round selection in order to do so. Bush and everyone else selected that year, save for receiver Dante Johnson, are no longer in Pittsburgh. 
Colbert and the Steelers lacked a first-round pick in 2020. They parted with that pick the season before, and they turned it into safety Minka Fitzpatrick. Their first player off the board was receiver Chase Claypool in the second round. But it took Omar Khan to turn that suspect selection into cornerback Joey Porter Jr. And that was all part of a shrewd trade that Khan made with Chicago. The only player still on the Steelers roster from the 2020 class is linebacker Alex Highsmith, the third rounder who became a star. As Fittipeldo notes, Colbert's final two drafts in 2021 and 2022 could turn out to be a bit better. Those saw the additions of Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth, then Kenny Pickett and George Pickens, respectively. Much will depend on the third-year development of the quarterback out of pit. Colbert plucked Pickett with the 20th pick in 2022. Now, despite rampant rumors of a trade for Bears quarterback Justin Fields and lots of talk about signing the likes of Kurt Cousins or Russell Wilson in free agency, all the off-season shuffling of the offensive coaching staff appears designed to provide Pickett with all the support possible to show his stuff in 2024. With the Steelers and their new GM tandem sweeping away nearly three years of Colbert's drafts, the retired GM's parting pick of Pickett could come to define his legacy. Once very highly regarded as a sharp NFL player personnel man, Colbert's reputation has been badly stained by that string of bad draft years and squandered free agency signings. With their post-Super Bowl moves, Kahn and Weald are singling that they will not be bound by their predecessor's baggage. Now, this is a good thing. Turning the page on players who will never measure up is the only way to improve a team. Conversely, however, it is also telling that some of the top players they inherited from Colbert and his regime are being given every opportunity to become bright Steelers stars. By all accounts, Najee Harris appears on track to having his fifth-year contract option picked up by the team. Moreover, he looks to become a centerpiece in new offensive coordinator Arthur Smith's run-heavy attack. Diva receiver George Pickens is in the process of undergoing an attitude adjustment. After last season's sulking over not getting the ball, then showing no will to block downfield, Pickens will be asked to pick it up big time under Smith. He demands his receivers to block as well as they run and catch. Smith's two tight end sets should help feature Fryermuth, who saw his production dip markedly in 2023. But the big question remains Pickett. He's currently the only Steelers QB under contract. Now, that will change. The team is said to be very serious about resigning Rudolph, and almost assuredly another veteran will be brought in. 
likely not Fields via a costly trade, but rather a more manageable free agency signing, such as Ryan Tannehill. The Steelers might even draft a QB, though this is unlikely, in early rounds, and the return on investment is suspect with late-round QB selections. Unless, of course, they find another Brock Purdy. In short, the Steelers' starting job appears to be pickets to lose. The house cleaning and roster reshuffling that is part of every offseason will continue on the Steelers. There is much work to be done. Bad drafts and wasted free agency signings have left many, many holes to be filled. But as the Super Bowl duel between Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy showed us all, there's no more important roster decision to get right than at quarterback. The Steelers are sure hoping Colbert, despite all his recent misses, got that one correct. We have much more on the Steelers' offseason as the team's brain trust wastes no time to dispense with its player disappointments in hope of building a playoff-winning roster for 2024. That and more in your Steelers Update podcast. Hey, and be sure and catch my full print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. As always, it will be packed with plenty of memes, bringing the latest, greatest Steelers debates to life and to laughs. Right now, let's get right to it. So first up, let's go back to that trio of poor performing players the Steelers just could not wait to cut. Here are the full postmortems on Trubitsky and company, courtesy of a dual bylined article by Mark Caboli and Mike DeFabo for The Athletic. The pair of Pittsburgh's scribes write this, quote, Trubitsky, age 30, signed a two-year deal with the Steelers ahead of the 2022 season to be part of the answer in the first year after Ben Roethlisberger retired. In Pittsburgh, he had perhaps his best chance to revive his career and prove he could still be a starting quarterback in the NFL. However, four games into his first season, the offense floundered and the Steelers fast-tracked their plan by turning to then-rookie Kenny Pickett at halftime of that Jets game, unquote. Now, still, though, Trubitsky's time in Pittsburgh wasn't done. Kaboli and DeFabo continue this sad Steelers saga. They write, quote, last offseason, Trubisky signed an extension through 2025 that lowered his cap hit to be in line with his status as the backup. He had an opportunity once again to be the starter when Pickett went down in week 13 with ankle surgery. However, after losing three games in a row, including two and a half with Trubitsky behind center, Pittsburgh pivoted to third string QB Mason Rudolph. When Rudolph thrived, the writing was on the wall. Trubisky was due $11.25 million over the next two years. The Steelers will save all of that in real money, and they will save $2.9 million against the cap this year with $4.6 million in dead money, unquote. 
Well, the failed Trubisky experiment is also dead. R.I.P. From there, we move on to Okafor, whose release, the Athletic says, will save your Steelers $8.8 million of his $11.8 million cap hit for 2024. By punning away the painful-to-watch Harbin, they save another $1.1 million, the Athletic article says, adding, quote, Pittsburgh drafted both of those players, but ultimately both came well short of living up to expectations. Okafor started 59 games and appeared in 77 over his six seasons with the Steelers. However, he never fully developed into the tackle they expected. This season, he was benched for the rookie, Broderick Jones, in the middle of the season, and the run game took off. Harvin, a former Ray Guy Award winner, was drafted in the seventh round of the 2021 draft. While his booming punts occasionally wowed, he was simply far too inconsistent to keep on the roster, unquote. A great article really looking back at just three of the many failed signings or draft picks that could be documented in those waning Colbert years. All I can say is good riddance. And to the current Steelers brain trust of Omar Khan and Andy Weald, I can only hope they have far better plans to patch all the many roster holes in Pittsburgh that Kevin Colbert missed filling in both his past five drafts and his futile free agency moves. We shall see. But there is reason to believe in Khan and company. After all, their first draft last year is getting rave reviews after year one. Here now is Ray Fittipaldo with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with a look back to perhaps breed some confidence in Pittsburgh that their Steelers are on a path to playoff success, which, as we all know, has been sorely lacking now for seven long years in a row. Fittipaldo writes this, quote, in their first year on the job, Kahn and Will drafted offensive lineman Broderick Jones in the first round and cornerback Joey Porter Jr. and defensive lineman Keanu Benton in the second round. All three became impact starters as rookies. Tight end Darnell Washington and outside linebacker Nick Herbig also made contributions as rookies. They also signed a record number of players in free agency, and many of them, especially offensive lineman Isaac Samalo uh, and Nate Herbig and defensive back Patrick Peterson, made some key contributions. Now, it remains to be seen if Khan's first draft class will be a home run. But doubles and triples are needed going forward. Given the state of this Steelers roster, this pair can ill afford any swings and misses, unquote. You're right about that, Filipaldo. We have had far too many swings and misses in Pittsburgh in the waning years of Kevin Colbert. And that has sent these Steelers 
far behind in the reloading process. The shame of it is, the Steelers used to be all about Super Bowl or bust. But after watching the Super Duel between the Chiefs and the 49ers, how far are your Steelers away from the big game and stocking a 7th Lombardi in the Rooney family's trophy cabinet? Well, it seems pretty far to me. According to the just-released Super Bowl odds, for next year's Super Bowl, the Steelers stand at 100 to 1 to win it all. That's the worst odds the Steelers have ever had, period. This is how far they have fallen. For what it takes to rise again, we turn to Jerry Dulac with the Post Gazette, who has a clear case of quarterback envy after having watched Patrick Mahomes win the Super Bowl. Dulac writes, quote, make no mistake, Mahomes is a generational talent, a first ballot Hall of Fame inductee, even if his career were to end today at age 28. It is every bit conceivable he will win more Super Bowl titles than Terry Bradshaw and Joe Montana, each of whom have four, and possibly even catch Brady, who has seven. What Mahomes has done only further illustrates the significance of having an elite quarterback if a franchise wants to win a Super Bowl. Which brings us to the Steelers. When Mike Tomlin said after the season that 2024 would be a, quote, huge year for Kenny Pickett, it goes beyond the three-year window most teams give a player to prove he's worthy of being a draft pick, not just a number one choice. The Steelers will get a better indication if Pickett is the quarterback who can eventually take them where they annually insist they want to go namely the Super Bowl. The three years should be enough to know the answer. The Steelers will soon be getting a good idea if Pickett is the quarterback to get them back to the big game. It's a question a lot of teams will be asking themselves after watching one Patrick Mahomes get his third. Me? Well, hey, that's uh, first of all, that's great stuff from Dulac. I mean, it's it's all about the quarterback. We know that. I mean, maybe a year you have a great defense, a great running game and a, and, and a so-so quarterback. But those are getting few and far between, just not like it used to be. Me? Hey, I wish we would have learned much more about Kenny Pickett in year two. That was supposed to be the sophomore leap. Instead, it was a wasted year because of the ineptitude at offensive coordinator. We're not going to go through that chapter and verse again. I mean, the whole Matt Canada experiment, we've swept that into the ash bin, the dustbin of history. But it is no wonder the Steelers are going all in on Pickett in 2024. He looks, it looks like he's going to be given every opportunity to prove he's your Pittsburgh starter for the future. Yes, the Steelers will and they should have a, a plan B in place in case Pickett falters. But the job is going to be his to lose. And this is how it should be. It's time to find out once and for all 
all about Pittsburgh's so-called prodigal son. And we're going to have much more, much more throughout the offseason as the Steelers put a team around Kenny Pickett, including in the QB room itself. There's a lot of lost time, muff drafts, and botched signings to make up for, but there's also a sense of urgency like never before on the part of this new Steelers brain trust led by Omar Khan. Because 2024 is the year to find out or move on at the most important position in sports for your playoff-starved Pittsburgh Steelers. And we'll cover it right here all offseason on your Steelers Update Podcast. Sign up wherever you get your favorite audio. Get it automatically every Wednesday afternoon. And, of course, log on to penlive.com for your real-time Steelers news.